Hi, I'm Fatima Ramirez, the executive director of Acción Latina, which is the arts and media nonprofit that publishes El Tecolote, the longest-running consecutively published bilingual English-Spanish newspaper in California, which you can also read online at eltecolote.org. And we also produce award-winning content on Radio Teco Podcast, which you're listening to right now. We are a small but mighty team, and we are so excited to have recently won two first-place awards for two of our podcast episodes from the San Francisco Press Club. Please remember to subscribe to this show to stay up to date with our monthly episodes, highlighting local news and Latinx cultura in the San Francisco Bay Area and beyond. And don't forget to share your favorite episodes with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, Hello and welcome to Radio Teco Cultura. My name is Monty Rossetti. Today we talk to the legendary photographer and artist Joe Ramos. Joe talks to us about his impressive exhibition currently viewable at the Monterey Museum of Art titled Mixed Up Connected. This exhibition highlights years of people who have influenced Joe's life, including people from his mixed Filipino and Mexican heritage. Make sure you visit the exhibition before April 21st, 2024. Enjoy the interview with Joe Ramos. All right, I'm here with uh, one of our Northern California legends, uh, I would say, Joe Ramos. Uh, Joe Ramos, um, as I said in our intro here, um, he is the creator of the exhibition Mixed Up Connected, which is currently being held at the Monterey Museum of Arts. Joe, uh, first and most important question, how are you doing today? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm doing good. That's that's good to hear. Still, that's good to hear. I'm I'm still coming down from the uh, phenomenal uh, reception two weeks ago, so I'm I'm up in a cloud right now, a little. No, please. We, so we got you at the, at the right time. Perfect. <laughs> a well deserved cloud you're in as well. So thank you for for the amazing work that you've you've done for years for for us through through the lenses of your cameras. Uh, let's jump into my first question here. So for those who are new fans of yours uh, and are listening to this episode, where are you from and where did you grow up? Um, I was born in Salinas, California, in the Salinas Valley, and I grew up uh, in Soledad, which is sort of the uh, about 25 miles from Salinas, and it's sort of the heart of the Salinas Valley, Soledad. And uh, I primarily grew up in farm labor camps, uh, different ones. Most of them uh, don't exist anymore, um, but... But that was my experience. And, uh, you know, one year I, I lived in the Imperial Valley with my mother and, and I was close to um, Mexicali where my grandparents were from. I, I strictly grew up there in Salinas Valley. So, you know, you grew up in two amazing cultures, um, the Latino culture, but also the Filipino culture. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that, that um, you know, childhood and that, and that mix that you've been able to grow up, grow up with. But let's talk about your photography's uh, background. So what got you into yeah. photography and how long would you say you've been taking photos? Seriously, uh, since around uh, maybe 1967. But even before that, um, uh, I lived in this one particular um, labor camp, Hardin labor camp, uh, which is situated between Soledad and Greenfield. 
And uh, I remember as a kid, one of my neighbors, uh, they were teenagers uh, in, in the camp, and I used to spend a lot of time at their house because at, at one point we didn't have a television. And uh, this this one particular uh, woman was, uh, well, she was, she was a teenager, then she had yearbooks. And I remember going through yearbooks and uh, was amazed to see people of color in the yearbooks. And some of the people were people I knew, so I was sort of... Um, fascinated by that and uh as long as i could remember i i remember well when i when i get in high school i'm gonna i want to be in the yearbook staff and um i asked my mother um who was sort of in and out of my life at, uh, because my parents were divorced when i was when i was very young and uh, I, I was primarily brought up by my filipino father but uh, when she was in when she was in town uh, in soledad because um, she would go back and forth from imperial valley salinas Salinas Valley. Uh, I I begged her for a camera, uh, and uh, she finally gave in, and I, she spent, I think it was $3 at the local drugstore and got the camera. And a replica of that camera is actually in the exhibition. I don't know if, uh, when you when you go to the exhibition, they, they did a little uh, a glass case with a camera and some of the snapshots that I found in, in scrapbooks. So uh, when I got that camera, it was, it was a little brownie Kodak brownie camera. Uh, I used to photograph kids um, uh, around the labor camp. And then when I uh, went to high school in Gonzales, California, um, which is the next town over from Soledad, um, I, I, I photographed, uh, I, I joined the camera club. This was like my freshman year, but then, but then the camera was stolen. And, uh, but, but, but those are the, you know, those early uh, interests that I had, and 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 I don't have that much. Um, uh, I, I found some in a scrapbook, and then surprisingly, I I had a Facebook friend. Her name was Margie Martinez, and she was one of the families that lived in the labor camp that I grew up in. Uh, we became Facebook friends, um, and I I uh, I uh, she she sent me some photographs of because I, I I wanted to have a photograph of her mother because her mother was sort of instrumental in in. Uh, uh, she 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 kept this incredible garden in the camp that was full of flowers and vegetables and trees and lawn and so forth, and I wanted to do a little writing about her. So she she sent me some photographs, and then a couple of the photographs I I recognized that I took these photographs uh, in the camp. So the, you know that that's sort of my early introduction to photography. And 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 I remember as a kid, I used to be really fascinated with. Magazine and uh, I, I love the photo essays in Life Magazine. You know Eugene Smith and I think Dorothy Ling had uh, some stuff in there too. Yeah, so your exhibition mixed up connected is currently being held as in, at the Monterey Museum of Art. So tell us a little bit about how this exhibition came together. I know a lot of the images, as you mentioned, that you've taken are at this exhibition. Um, but yeah, tell us about kind of the inspiration, what kind of uh, got the ball rolling to to say the time is now to display this these amazing photos. Well, um, so about 10 years ago, uh, I've always been interested in trying to do uh, an exhibition with this particular body of work, which has to do with uh, basically 50 years of uh, documentary photography um, about uh, my family in the Salinas Valley. And um, uh, the history of that is that I when when I uh, when I uh, went to Hartnell College in Salinas, I I took journalism and photography classes, 
And then I transferred over to the San Francisco Art Institute because I really wanted to study photography seriously. Um, in, in junior college, I, that's when I actually learned how to use the darkroom and I took photography classes and, and so forth and, and slowly started becoming aware of the, you know, the photography greats. There was a, an Ansel Adams uh, photography exhibition at the college and I got to be his, uh, his dinner mate at a at a dinner before he he uh, he gave a lecture at the college uh, because I was the 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 lab assistant and I remember um, when I first was at Hartnell I came across uh, an exhibition of Edward Weston's photographs which just amazed me you know just to, to see the possibility of photography so so I think. When I started learning about photography at Hartnell, that's that's where I became seriously interested in it. I was studying. I, I I took art classes. I was a I was an art major, and I took the photography classes. But when I went to the San Francisco Art Institute, um, this was in uh, 1969. I, I when when I uh, I was actually a third year student because I did two years of junior college, and when I was there, I. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with photography, but I knew I, I loved I loved the medium. Um, and uh, one of my professors uh, was named Richard Conrad, and he was Dorothea Lang's last assistant. So he took an interest in uh, some of the photography that I was doing at the time, and I really had no direction of what I wanted to do with, with photography. But he was the one that sort of pushed me into doing documentary photography. And he basically said, you need to photograph your family in the Salinas Valley and and uh, and all that stuff. So uh, my first year at the San Francisco Art Institute, I would take the Greyhound bus home every weekend. I would leave on Friday and then I would come back Sunday night. And that's when I began, uh, you know, taking uh, taking photographs of my family. And at first I sort of resisted, like I, you know, I want to do hippie photography or I want to do, you know, something cool. You know, I'm in San Francisco now. Like, but um, I, uh, um, in that first year, I took a lot of stuff and some of the stuff that I took back then from 1970 to 71 is actually in the, you know, in the exhibition, there's, there's a, there's a lot of the same images because they're, it's sort of, for me, it was sort of like a classic time period where uh, my eyes were open about the possibilities of documentary photography. So that's where the, that's where this um, uh, 50 years of documentary photography of my family have started. And when I, uh, 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 maybe about 10, 15 years ago, I really wanted to show that body of work to do with my family. Uh, at the, at the Steinbeck Center, but they didn't have an exhibition program. So I uh, I had a friend that had an exhibition at the Monterey Museum uh, about maybe two or three years ago, and uh, I, I called her and she, you know, she gave me the contact people to, uh, you know, to contact at the museum. So, you know, that led to the exhibition. Uh, fortunately, uh, the director of the museum knew some of my work and knew a lot of the people that I knew. So I, I got the exhibition and usually exhibitions like this, it's like two years in advance. And, uh, and the pandemic sort of became problematic because <laughs> it was, it was very traumatic, but, but I had a chance to scan a lot of my negatives. A lot of my negatives, I, 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 I had never even uh, printed before. So, um, 
and and I and I knew that it, that I wanted to do an exhibition about about the family documentary photographs, and it I I didn't quite know what I was going to do, but um, uh, like back in 1975, the De Young Museum gave me a solo exhibition for an emerging artist exhibition, and it was some of that work was in that exhibition. So your your Filipino and Mexican heritage, they're obviously yes. big inspirations for this exhibition. So having a front row seat of both of these amazing cultures, what do both cultures have in common and what separates them the most? Well, I mean, you know, obviously, um, you know, they were colonized by the Spaniards for, you know, three, three, four hundred years. So but in growing up, there were differences. And I, I sort of felt them because, you know, very, very often uh, when I was with you know, uh, Mexican family members, they, they would sort of pit you one against the other. They would say, what are you, Mexican or Filipino? You know, that whole rivalry stuff mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, showing sides. But um, I, I did, I, I mean, you know, as far as being mixed, I, I and, and, and I would answer, I would say both, you know, that's just the way it is. But um I wasn't so unusual because most of my friends growing up had Filipino fathers uh, and they had most of them had Mexican mothers. Then there were a few that had white mothers and indigenous, even indigenous mothers. And I and I had a couple of friends who had uh, African-American mothers, you know, just within this this small town. So it wasn't um, it wasn't a big deal. And I didn't feel particularly uncomfortable about, you know, being so, you know, but um, uh, the so, uh, you know, that's, you know, that was my experience. Uh, when, when my father came here, my father came here with the first big migration of uh, uh, Filipinos. And uh, he, he came here in 1928. And most of the Filipino men that were, I think there were hundreds of thousands of them that came primarily to work, to, to work as farm laborers. But in California, um, I think back in the 30s and the 40s, they were not they were not allowed to marry, or, or or they were not allowed to bring their their families or their wives from from the Philippines. It was much like the Bracero program. I don't know if you remember the, the Bracero program, where they during World War II they brought Mexican farm laborers, and they were and they as well were not allowed to bring in their families. They just came as single men, and they usually lived in in labor camps. And um, my father. Uh, when he married my mother, uh, there was a, a big age discrepancy. And most of the most of the friends that I have who had who came from similar backgrounds, their mothers were half the age of the fathers. Like my mother was a teenager when she married my father, and my father was like 35 or so. And they were not allowed to get into California because of whatever laws they had at that time. So um they they had to uh, go to uh, New Mexico to get married. And there's one uh, section, uh, a grouping of photographs in the exhibition. I, I managed to round up about six Mexican women that were married to Filipinos uh, who were still around. One of them was actually 105 years old. <laughs> wow. And she was, she was supposed to be at the ex exhibition, but she had some some health issues, so she didn't come. But a couple of them actually came, and they and they they came to the exhibition and saw the you know saw the portraits. Uh, it, it was interesting. Like when I when I took their portraits, I asked them um, some questions because all of them knew my mother. They knew 
my father and their husbands knew my father. Uh, their 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 husbands, uh, a lot of them came from the same province in the Philippines that my father came from. And a lot of the women came from Mexicali, which was where my mother was partially raised. She was uh, she was she was born in Calexico, so she was a United States citizen. She grew up in Hermosillo, Mexico, and then uh, and then the family moved to Mexicali on the border. So th there's a lot of common histories, you know. A lot of them were comadres and compadres. To you know, my 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 parents were godparents to their children and to you know to one set of uh, to 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 one couple. So, but but I would ask them questions, and I one of the questions I asked them. Uh, which is what I asked my father and my mother, how did you meet? You know, how did you guys meet? And 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 they told me that they met in a carrot field, you know, while, you know, harvesting carrots. And every one of the six women, I asked them the same question and they had the same answer. They said, we met in a carrot field. So I thought that was, that was funny, but, you know, but it's, um, so, so as far as being mixed, I, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't feel so unusual because most of my good friends growing up were mixed, you know, you know, half Filipino and half Mexican, white or indigenous or African-American. That's I, I love that answer. Uh, I have a first I have a quick question. So when they got married, did they have carrot cake? <laughs> I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, man. Missed missed chance. That would have been that would have been, that would have been great. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, one thing I, I, I love. Because myself, I'm mixed. I'm I'm uh, Latino and and white. Um, but seeing both sides of my families interact, but also I feel, I feel like you know I was lucky enough to experience two different cultures. Where I speak Spanish like an Argentinian, I know a lot about Argentinian history, and then I also know a lot about you know U.S. history. Um, for you, what would you say? Is there a side that you lean towards more? Your Filipino side, your Mexican side. Um, you know, like how was that kind of growing up? And did you also see it as a, as a privilege where you kind of got to experience the best of both worlds and, and honestly, maybe three cultures, cause you're also growing up in the United States. So yeah. How was, how was that for you growing up and kind of dipping your toes in all those, uh, those cultures? Um, it was interesting. Um, I was, like I said, I was mainly raised by my father because my mother was sort of in and out of our lives. And interestingly enough, with my father, uh, when my parents were divorced, my father was was uh, working as a cook for uh, for the uh, one of the camps where there was a, a lot of braceros living in the barracks. And my my mother fell in love with the braceros, so my my stepfather, her second husband, was a bracero, and she had uh, three children from him. Um, and. Uh, and then he, when he, uh, this 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 one particular labor camp that was very rich in 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 this mixed culture, like most of the families that lived there, um, they had Filipino fathers and uh, Mexican mothers in this particular camp. Uh, there there might have been one or two that had white mothers, and even my great my my Mexican great aunt the the sister of my grandmother uh, married a Filipino man. So they were in the camp and there were like many families uh, that, that, that were mixed. And, and there was even one family that both parents were, were, were Filipino. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are represented in the, in the exhibition, but, but, um, but, but a lot of people are uh, in, in the exhibition were uh, people that I had family ties with uh, there because the, 
the um, the the show was sort of set up. Uh, I, I I call them when I was working with the with the uh, the the uh, curator that I I told him I want to do like groups of photographs that to me were you know reminded me of altars like in every Filipino and Mexican home there's an altar with the you know with the grandparents the saints the candles and all that stuff so that's so like the like the exhibition is not just one photograph after another they're like you know several clusters and most of the clusters deal with uh, uh, different families um, I took a trip to the Philippines with my father after he he he'd been away for over 50 years when we went to 1984 and I took a lot of I've spent a month there and took photographs of my um, my relatives there and you know to, and and the village that he grew up in and I, I spent a lot of time in Mexicali photographing my grandparents uh, before they both passed away so um, I have all of these photographs and both sides of my family appreciate them because you know a lot of them don't have photographs of my grandparents that were sort of formal formal portraits you know that I took on, on my visits there the way the way you did this exhibition it's honestly such a treat to see the photos and again it, it you you do a great job putting ourselves kind of in your shoes letting us understand who your family is the interactions but you also have historical background as well which is fascinating especially um you know California history which is obviously a lot of farm labor and a lot of Filipino Mexican farm labor and you do an amazing amazing job highlighting it all um but now let's talk about this exhibition as well so it's been up for a few weeks how has the reception been so far uh there in Monterey um well the the uh, opening reception was was fantastic I mean I I honestly didn't expect that many people to uh, to show up but uh I was kind of dumbfounded because there were so many people there. I mean, you know, there were, uh, you know, but I had a lot of support. I, I, I was astonished. That so many, so many people came. Uh, a, a lot of people from high school. Uh, a, a lot of my family members came, and it was, it was. Uh, I'm getting upset because it was quite emotional because they saw, uh, you, you know, themselves. Uh, you know, like like my different family groups, cousins and stuff. And I, I, I sort of had these clusters of photographs. I was astonished. I, I, I had to attend uh, a reception on, uh, on Thursday with donors and stuff. And then uh, on Friday was the, was the reception. And originally the reception was supposed to be from five to seven on Friday. And, and then I found that close to when the reception was going to happen, that I was only allowed to bring, to bring uh 10 uh, guests to the reception. And I said, that's not going to work for me. So, <laughs> so, so, so I arranged for uh, th that I was going to be at the, at, you know, in, in the gallery from one to five. And that's, you know, that's when everybody came. It was, I was overwhelmed. I didn't even have a chance to talk to a lot of people, but I was, I, I was just astonished. I was, it was it, it was just great. It was it was a wonderful reception. Well, that was it's a well deserved, amazing work that you've done. Uh, again, for the listeners, I highly um, highly suggest that you take a trip to Monterey and uh, enjoy this amazing exhibition, mixed up, connected at the Monterey Museum of Art. And Joe, my final question: um, if you can let our listeners know um, how long the exhibition will be at the Monterey Museum of Art. 
Um, the exhibition will be uh, will close on April 21st. Uh, I'll be having an artist talk. I think it's March 9th, if I'm not mistaken, the Saturday. Um, and the museum is also uh, having me participate in a community outreach program. I, I, I taught a portrait photography class at the high school that I went to, to the yearbook staff, which ironically is where I started to take real photographs with a real Rolleiflex camera. And and I'm going to be doing another workshop. Uh, I think it's the 27th uh, in King City uh, at a cultural center there to do with landscapes. So they're keeping me busy, and it's it's been it's been a wonderful experience. Um, and like I said, I'm still coming down from the reception. I haven't come that one yet. <laughs> No, that's well, well deserved. Joe Ramos, the legendary photographer. Thank you so much for making time to talk to us today. You're welcome. <laughs>